we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to come and lay all of our burdens down at the feet of the cross that we don't have to carry what is not ours. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Jesus. We just ask that you come in tonight and pierce the hearts of the people today, Lord God, to change us, to break us, to turn our hearts towards you, Lord, and only you, that, Lord, we surrender ourselves to your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Kevin. It's awesome. Kevin does such a great job. Everybody give so him a hand. Ooh. Come on, give him a hand. Yay, Kevin. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> He's awesome. We also just want to thank everybody else who's yes. part of making this happen. Yes. And especially Pastor Zach and Pastor Karen Marie with the vision for Jubilee Celebration Center to be able to put people in place and to do what it is that God has called them to do so that they can position us to do what we are called to do. Amen. So we Amen. just bless our pastors tonight. We just th say, God, please refresh yes, them. Lord. Refresh them, Lord God, mm -hmm. and bless them beyond anything they could ever think or imagine mm -hmm. in your mighty name. Amen. 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 So tonight, we have the privilege of being able to bring a word to you. Um, I'm going to start off with a scripture. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6.12 in the Passion Translation. It says, It's true that our freedom allows us to do anything, but that doesn't mean that everything we do is good for us. I'm free to do as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved to anything. Amen? So in the comment section, just say, I choose to not be enslaved by anything anything. Amen. We break those chains tonight. But as I was preparing my heart for tonight to be able to bring this word, the Lord really highlighted the word unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think as Christians, sometimes we live in unforgiveness and we don't even realize because it could be so subtle in some areas, or we think we've dealt with it, or we don't understand why that trigger is happening. Um, and we just want to come with um, what God has brought us to come with to help with that. So I asked the Lord in this preparation, do I have unforgiveness in my heart? And there was nothing specific at that moment that he, that I, when I asked him about that. But what he did show me was maybe some statements that I make on, on probably a regular basis, especially in this season where it's been so hard these last couple years for everybody and that shift and that transition and not knowing what tomorrow is going to look like, not knowing what an hour from now is going to look like. And the statements were, um, the statements that I was making in my heart, which could lead me to a root of unforgiveness. Amen? Statements like, I don't think I can do this anymore. 
I am tired. I don't understand how th these things can happen or be happening if I don't deal with those statements. The feelings of resentment, anger, frustration would settle in and that allows unforgiveness to grow because we become unfor carry unforgiveness for those scenarios or situations. So again, I read to you 1 Corinthians 6.12. It's true that our freedom allows us to do anything, anything. We can say those statements. We're allowed to say those statements. But that doesn't mean that everything we do is good for us. Those statements may not be good for us. I'm free to do as I choose. I'm free to say what I want to say. But I choose to never be enslaved to anything. So I chose, when those were revealed to me, to not be enslaved by those words and that attitude of resentment, frustration, and anger. I guess it's my turn since she's walked away. I'm just just asking questions here. Yes, we're sharing tonight. Sharing we're tonight. sharing tonight. <laughs> I was going to go out and have a uh, drink of water or something while she was talking. I, I'm kidding, guys. She's doing an awesome job. Um, unforgiveness. Did you know that having unforgiveness does not, does not mean that you will not get to heaven, but it will hinder your relationships with people and with God along the way? You want a relationship with God. When you get to heaven, he wants that relationship with you. You don't just want to get to heaven and just kind of hang out, and then that's it. What joy is that? You want God to say, well done, good and faithful servant, and just put his arms around you instead of just saying, yeah, you made it through. Come on, let's go. He loves you, but there's an unconditional, like it's unconditional, but there's a love that when you walk in forgiveness, you have that joy in that relationship with him. Eh? Let's dig a little deeper into this. When we don't forgive, unforgiveness spreads like a disease throughout our whole body. Soon we are angry at other people for no reason at all and feel like the whole world is against us. We think that the person who has done us wrong all the time and it affects our marriage. Where is that? Yeah. The person who has done wrong all the time and it affects our marriage, our job, and robs us of all joy. Let's look at the beginning of the verse, John 10.10. If you've been saved a while, you all know this verse. The thief comes only to kill and destroy. That's all he wants to do. When you walk in unforgiveness, that's what, exactly what he's doing. He's stealing your joy. He's stealing your, your, your patience, your peace, your kindness. He's taking all that away from you, and you don't want him to give that foothold. So do not allow the enemy any foothold in your life. Unforgiveness also affects your spirit and your soul, hindering your spiritual growth and fruitfulness. You may feel spiritually dry. Is the word hard? You can't remember what's going on. Are you stuck? Do you feel like there's nothing happening in your life? Um, or stalled in your spiritual life? Unforgiveness builds a wall between you and God. Fear replaces peace. What's going on right now in 2021? What has gone on in 2021? It's been a basis of fear a whole basis of fear. And whether you choose to walk in fear or choose not to walk in fear, that's your choice. But if you're in unforgiveness, you're going to get more and more fear as that goes on because your heart's going to be hardened and hardened. But if you're walking with God in forgiveness, he's talking to you. And guess what? You don't have to worry about what's going on in 2021, 22, 23, 24, 25, because you got the peace of God and you've got the joy. And that's all that matters. 
Sorry, that was a little side trail there, a little rabbit going on there. So fear replaces peace, and imprisonment replaces freedom. You may feel tormented by injustice, but God feels far away. You may feel less sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You might even feel angry with God, which may cause you to avoid or run away from him. 2 Corinthians 2, verses 10 to 12 says, Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us. We are not unaware of his schemes. So if you're walking in forgiveness, you are aware of the schemes of the enemy. Amen? Amen. Amen. That was good. And in Mark eleven twenty five, it says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Mm. Amen. Such a good, such a good, good verse. And I'm going to throw out a testimony here. If I cry, it's just, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> no, no, don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. Um, so I am my, and I know lots of other people have had to walk through a ton of forgiveness, but my testimony specifically is I had to come to uh, forgiveness uh, with a relationship with my father. And I had a lot of things to forgive my dad for, a lot of things. Um, and one day I'll share all that, but tonight it's about forgiveness. Lots of the areas of my heart I closed. I closed off to anyone and everything, which allowed unforgiveness to enslave me. The unforgiveness was so strong. It even affected me as a wife and almost caused me to choose divorce instead of relationship. It, it really did. So in Matthew 18, 21, 22, it says, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. That is a lot. That is a lot. Now I've got to find my place here. Okay. So I needed help. I needed help to overcome this, to, to change who I was, to change my heart so that there wouldn't be uh, a relationship of brokenness for us as a married couple um, and for our children. Amen? I literally cried out for help. I knew who God was, but I didn't have a relationship with him. I cried out, and the first thing he brought me to was salvation. He brought me to salvation, the grace and mercy that God has for us. We cry out to him, just the mention of his name, and he will be there. Amen? The next step I took is I connected with the spirit-filled counselor, someone who could help me with my new relationship with the Lord and help me bring restoration in all the other relationships that I've had or have. For years, I worked through this unforgiveness. It wasn't just 10 days going to see the counselor. It was over. No, this was years, years and years of counseling and crying out to the Lord and um, doing whatever it was where, and going wherever it was that God directed me to in the word, um, the services at our church, the, the counselor, the people she might have told me to talk to, the books I needed to talk to, um, the Bible studies I needed to be part of. I did all of those things. 
And um, as the word said, 70 times 7, that's what it was like in my life for him. It was a constant every day. Some days were harder than others to choose forgiveness, but I had to choose it. But because I chose forgiveness, our marriage walked through restoration and healing. Our children have parents married because of my choices. And yes, forgiveness for my dad. There will be a day that you know that the forgiveness has happened. I can't tell you what it's going to look like for you. I can't tell you how you're going to feel in the midst of it. But my scenario was um, the, was early morning, April 2nd, 2005. It was actually 5 o'clock in the morning. I woke up, and I had this quick unction to pray for my dad. I never prayed for my dad because I was still walking through forgiving him. So that was really the prayer that I had. Lord, help me to forgive. Lord, I need to forgive. Lord, I choose to forgive. All of those things were happening. So I never prayed for him. What the Lord had me pray for him that morning at five o'clock in the morning, I pray that my dad receives the grace and mercy that you have given to me. And I fell right back to sleep. There was such a peace about that simple prayer. Sometimes I think we get so in our heads about what our prayer needs to be or how we need to call out to the Lord. It's just a simple prayer, so simple. And I was directed by the Holy Spirit to do this. Now, between 7 and 7.30 in the morning of that day, I got a phone call, and my dad had passed away. His time of death, was between 5 and 6 a.m. That's what the coroners wrote on his death certificate. You can't tell me that God set me up to be able to pray for him so that I could release him into the Lord's hands that day that he needed to be released into the Lord's hands. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that the forgiveness had finally come. Am I sad that it came in that scenario? And do I wish that maybe we could have had something different? Absolutely, absolutely. But it didn't happen that way. And this is how it happened. And there was such a peace in it. I'm telling you, the chains, the release, I was able to mourn my father as a father instead of mourning what we didn't have in a relationship. And it, there was, it was so freeing. It was just... And it, just that knowing, and my family is not saved. They don't have the same belief systems that I do. But I knew, I knew that he was with the Lord. And not, not because of me, but because I was obedient to release that forgiveness for him and have that chain broken in my life. Amen? Your turn. <laughs> I would just like to say that I believe I am saved, but... Just, uh... <laughs> I, I met my parents and siblings, Mr. Nice try. I just wanted to clarify that. That's all, you know. Um, Matthew 18, 21 to 22 says, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? It says, As many as seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say you seven times, but 70 times seven she read that when she was talking about her testimony, and I just had to repeat that again because sometimes we don't understand that it's a constant, 
constant walking, right? You get, you're constantly, you got to make sure that your heart is constantly open to receive what Christ has for you. And, he, and if you're walking in unforgiveness, you, you can't do that. You can't have that. Um, this next piece I stole from, uh, I didn't steal, I borrowed. So I'll, I'll return it back once I'm done with it to the Bellevue Christian Counseling um, Academy. And it says, what is unforgiveness? It says, unforgiveness is a state of emotional and mental distress that results from a delayed response in forgiving an offender. It is characterized by indignation, bitterness, and a demand for punishment or restitution. Unforgiveness creates a domino effect that negatively impacts every part of us, including our emotions, our thoughts, our behaviors, body, spirit, and relationships. I spoke about relationships earlier with what forgiveness and unforgiveness does, amen? Um, with unforgiveness, time does not heal all wounds. In fact, time further worsens and infects emotional pain. Unforgiveness is like carrying around a huge weight. The longer we carry a grudge, the heavier the burden becomes. In the absence of a timely response, the roots of unforgiveness only go deeper. Further entangling us in some feeding on unforgiveness is toxic. What it can feel and look like is physically weakened immune system, depression, and anxiety. Uh, just give a little testimony of myself here. I've walked in unforgiveness quite often. Um, I, unlike Jerry, I have a harder time letting things go. And there's people that have not, not, I wouldn't use the word offended, but kind of treated unjustly. And I would just be angry all the time and, and at that person. And, and I would say, well, Lord, why? Like, why did they have to be like this? Why did you get that? Look at them. They're getting blessed right now. And you see the way they treated me. And then I would get angry. And I'd, get angry, and I'd come home and I'd be angry at Jerry for no reason. No reason. I'm just angry. It's like it was a great day. But here I am angry at her because the thought popped back in my mind of this person and how they mistreated a situation in my life. And that brought on anxiety. I didn't want to be around this person anymore because I was like so angry i was so just those those feelings and everything coming up and i just had to give it to the lord and say okay okay lord like what's happening here i'm losing my joy i'm becoming angry all the time i'm grumpy i i don't want to go anywhere i'm, I'm terrified to even talk to this person just for the fact that I, whatever right like it's, it has no bearing and, and they're living their life that's the funny part they're living their life like everything's great and everything's grand but here's the enemy planting that seed in your mind saying, oh, they're out to get you. They're that blah, 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 blah. That's exactly all it is, is Charlie Brown and the Peanuts gang. Wah, 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 wah. But in your mind, you're hearing what they're saying and you're getting angry and bitter. And you got to say, Lord, you know what? I forgive them. I forgive them, Father. I need your help in this forgiveness because I don't want to walk through this alone. And that's the problem. A lot of us want to walk through this alone, and you're not alone. In fact, right now, we've been offering for a while now a, a, a toll-free line to reach out, to reach out. We have people waiting on that toll-free line. It's at the bottom of your screen, and they're waiting there to, to talk to you. If you're, you're feeling with unforgiveness, if you're feeling pressure, or you're feeling anxiety and depression and all that stuff that rises up because the enemy's a liar, right? We said the enemy's a liar. 
they are waiting to talk to you. They'll walk you through situations. They'll agree with some great things in your life. They won't let you ride this out alone, amen? So give them a call right now. I just had to put a plug in for that because they are a great team and they are so spirit-filled and they hear what the Holy Ghost has for your life, amen? So just give them a shout. You know, I think this is me here, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's you? All right, we're, we're going to switch over to Jerry now. So just so you know, that you don't have to do this alone. I, I felt alone when I was doing this. And like Jerry said, she had a counselor she walked through. I, pig-headed, stubborn man. It's just who we are, right? We're pig-headed and stubborn. We don't want to talk to anybody. We don't think, ah, oh, they can't help us. What do they know that we don't know? that They don't know what that guy did to me, right? Uh, hello. It's the same story over and over and over again. And the thing is, the next time you walk in unforgiveness, it's going to be the same story over and over and over again. So you gotta learn how to forgive over and over and over and over and over. Are we counting? How many are we up to? Five, six, over and over. Okay, we gotta keep going and going and unforgiveness. Amen. And forgiving, I mean forgiving. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so another point I wanna hit about unforgiveness is um, walking through this unforgiveness, I've learned how to forgive others. It's not always easy, but I've learned the steps to do it. The hardest person I found to forgive was myself. Yeah, yeah. It's Definitely. always hard. Some I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's probably the hardest is to forgive yourself. All the vows that I made, I will never, and I'm not vowing this, this is not, this is just a testimony of <laughs> I would never let anyone come close to me like that again. I was never going to let any man treat me the way I was treated as a child. I was never going to let anyone control me or tell me what to do from now on. Those were a few of the vows I said. And not being able to stop the things that were happening was some of the hardest things I had to let go of I had no control. I was a child. I had no control of what was happening. But in my heart, I hardened my heart. And I was not going to let anyone treat me like that again. And I was angry at myself for allowing that to happen. How many times are we angry at ourselves because we allowed that person to speak to us that way? How often are we angry at ourselves because of a situation we didn't set boundaries up for? How often are we angry at ourselves because of things that happened to us that we had no control over? We have to forgive ourselves. We can't carry that. We can't carry that. That's not, it is not what God wants for us. It's too heavy. It is too heavy for you to carry. It was not your fault. You could not control the situation, but you can control forgiveness. You can say, I want to walk in that forgiveness. You can forgive yourself. It can happen, and the freedom is extreme. Your life will change as you know it, how you think about yourself, how you talk about yourself. The people you surround yourself around will change because you've chosen Forgiveness. What does your posture look like? Even in the natural, our posture can be closed in, arms crossed, 
you know, we sink into the places that we're because we want to hide. We don't want to have anybody come near us. With the Lord, we need to open ourselves up. We need to open our hearts up. We need to open our arms up to receive what he has for us. Amen? I'm challenging you tonight. I, I, I really feel like Kevin needs to come back over and just get on that keyboard. And just as, we, as we're closing out here, just offering offering the opportunity, an altar time, shall we say, to be able to lay those things down, to lay it down, to lay down the unforgiveness of something from your past, a relationship from your past, maybe to lay down the injustice that you have seen or walked through, or to lay down the unforgiveness that you carry upon yourself. And I just really feel like there's a parent out there that is carrying unforgiveness for themselves about how they raise their child or how their child has, is living today. They're carrying that burden. I'm going to speak to that. You did the best you could with what you knew at that time in that moment. Right? You did the best you could. You release that child to the Lord. There, you cannot carry that burden. You cannot carry it. It is not for you. It is not for you. You did the best you could in the scenario that you were in. And you have asked the Lord about that situation to forgive you, and you're still not releasing it. Tonight is the night to be able to release it and let those chains fall and to not carry it anymore. That child is the Lord's responsibility now. You've released. It's time to let go. What does your posture look like? Is unforgiveness governing your heart tonight? The only thing or person that should be governing your heart is the Lord. He should be governing over it. So I ask you tonight to release forgiveness. And as you release the forgiveness, there will be healing, there will be deliverance, there will be freedom. And like I said earlier, it could try to come back to you. The enemy likes to play those games in our minds. But you just remind him what you did tonight and that the Lord's got your back. And in Mark eleven twenty four, it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So you just go back to Satan and you say, I already asked the Lord for forgiveness and he forgave me and I have received it. You have no hold on me anymore. You have no hold on me anymore. And as Mike released earlier about the prayer lines, you can call anytime, but Sunday nights, Monday nights, and Wednesday nights, there will be people there to answer the phone directly to be able to pray with you. 1-888-552-0522 or 705-326-0522 is the number for you to call. The team is here. 
Jubilee cares. We want to see your heart free. We want to see your heart turn towards the Father. We want to see you walk in your purpose and your destiny. Allow your testimony to bring freedom to somebody else. We thank you, Lord. Jerry had a good um, vision earlier on when we were preparing for this. She pictured the, the, the two thieves on the cross on either side of Jesus. It was, and she turned to me and she says, I wonder what the posture was like on the one that asked the forgiveness. It says, remember me in heaven. That is a form of forgiveness. What was his posture like? Was he like his friend on the other side who was all slouched over? Or was he, remember me today? And when Jesus replied, surely I'll remember you. That is pure forgiveness. Amen. His mercies are new every day. His mercies for you, for this situation, for this heart condition is new every day. Every day. That's right. And on that cross, he said, it is finished. It is finished. He's taken it. He's taken it. You just need to release it. We thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for the spirit of forgiveness that you have given each and every one of us. We thank you for your mercy and grace. We know we don't deserve it. We thank you for it, Lord God. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you go in and pierce every heart and mind that is watching and listening tonight, or if it's on a broadcast later that they're viewing it at another time, I ask that your Holy Spirit go in and um, remold and change their heart to turn towards you, Lord God, to choose forgiveness every time. And Lord, if they need help, if they need tools or people, I ask that those be offered to them, released to them. Mm-hmm. Show them the way, Lord. Yes, Lord. Show them the way. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> so, Father, we just thank you tonight. We just seal this message in our hearts, Father. We seal this in the message of the hearts of the people listening and watching, Father God. And we just thank you that each individual will walk in forgiveness, Father God. Forgiveness. No matter what the situation, Father, we thank you for that forgiveness. In fact, we even go a step further, Father God. We thank you that once these people act upon the forgiveness of whatever is happening, that that whole situation will turn around for good, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that even them, for the forgiveness that they ask, that the person that is bothering them, Lord, will have an inkling to come to them and just talk to them and say, you know what, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And who knows? Who knows what kind of salvations will come out of just people saying they're sorry. I mean, even if you don't think you're wrong, but you're harboring all this bitterness, there's a level of unforgiveness. So just forgive them anyways. What's it hurt? What's it hurt to, f- to forgive somebody? What's it cost you? Absolutely nothing. But to leave it costs you everything. 
So, Father, we just thank you again. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to be in every situation. We just give you the praise and the glory tonight and all the honor, honor and honor and honor. In Jesus' name.